you are listening to Passion Pods number 15, Sex and Death with Guts for Garters and Fox and Squirrel. So, Sex and Death, part gallery, part shop, open at the moment on 20 Erland Street in Seven Dials. It's the collaboration between you, Penelope, of Fox and Squirrel, and yourself, Rachel, from Guts for Garters. So before we talk about Sex and Death, I reckon it might be quite a good idea to hear about your independent projects. Uh, to kind of help us understand where this whole concept of the sex and death exhibition shop came from. So Penelope, if it's alright with you, my love, I'm going to start with Fox and Squirrel. Your business offers guides around London, but with a difference. How would you describe it? Yes, that's a really good question, actually, because when I first started the walks, I had branded them as lifestyle walks, which in a way was quite current to the time people were just obsessed with lifestyle and achieving the ultimate lifestyle and then I was just like actually I think it's a rubbish word it really goes against what I'm all about which is like what you like and don't be told what to like just find out things for yourself and go on walks and explore and discover and I think that's our main service it enables people to explore it enables people to find out what they like without preaching it's really about being curious and it was also you know get out of your lifestyle boundaries and go and explore other lifestyles and go and explore your city because London just has so much out there so let's take it back a bit how did it all begin it was with your fox and squirrel blog wasn't it initially so I started the blog in October 2009 and the idea behind it I had just graduated from King's College with an MA in cultural and creative industries and it seemed at the time that every second person wanted to be involved in the arts and the day I graduated Lehman Brothers had gone bust So obviously financial crisis had properly hit and finding a job was really, really hard. So I was advised to um, create a brand about myself and send that out instead of a CV. So the blog started off as a platform to showcase everything that I liked and everything I was passionate about. And one of the things I wanted to do was to promote British designers and British artists to a market that I was familiar with, so the Balkan region. So I was speaking to them directly. That happened for about six months until I started getting requests from random people from those regions saying, we tried to go to this gallery but couldn't find it. Could you ring us on this number and let us know how to get there? And from that, people then started requesting, well, could you actually, would you guide us? Um, Because we really want to experience the London you're experiencing. So that's how the idea of the walks came about. So it it was just all kind of, I suppose putting all the little skills that in a CV weren't being highlighted and bringing them into action. And it was ideal because I was still trying to find a job. So by going to the places with guests, I was networking also and showing off my knowledge in front of people who I really wanted to give me a job. Then that kind of switched and I was getting emails from like, gallery directors saying will you bring a tour into the gallery and I was like 
hang on a minute, this is a person that I've been trying to contact to give me a job and all of a sudden is ringing me. So You do a range of tours, don't you? There's uh, art ones, vintage ones, fashion ones. Yeah, initially actually it started with the fashion and vintage walks because I thought it really tied up well with the whole campaign to save the high street or promote British designers and British crafts. And then... I got approached by several young freelance curators who were just like, we really want to do art tours because they were finding difficulties to get a job. So all of a sudden, Fox and Squirrel gained another facade in that it promoted all kinds of creatives, from the guides to the people that they were guiding to. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a double whammy of greatness. Right, so Rachel, your timeline turned now, my lovely. Guts for Garters. How was that born? Well, basically, myself and Cassie Beadle, my business partner at Guts for Garters, we both came from an art history background. We met each other at the Courtauld Institute of Art. So we had this quite traditional kind of grounding, and we both worked for different galleries, and and we realised, actually, we want to do something really fun, and we want it to involve people like us who can't afford you know, a ridiculously expensive work of art, but can really appreciate it and want to go into a space that has interesting art, is not patronising in terms of, like, branding, um, and then we can leave with something that we can maybe even wear. The other side of it was, I mean, we work with artists who already have a huge following and we've worked with a few, you know, famous artists before, but we also, you know, felt quite passionately about giving, like, these young British artists, like, people who've just left the RCA, who are so, so talented, and we really wanted to actually put them, you know, give them a platform. And that's why we set up Guts for Garters. And then we set it up at exactly the same time as Penelope set up Fox and Squirrel, and we started working together from the beginning. It was mostly... um, we would take tours for Penelope um, around the place and and actually I started doing tours recently uh, for Fox and Squirrel um, where it was almost like a business tour so I'd show people the inspirations that had led me to put on a show. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a good sign of your linking ups to come, I reckon. Um, so we've got now an idea of your separate ventures. I'm really keen to hear how this sex and death collaboration was then realised. Um, okay, so... Fox and Squirrel are the official guides, if you like, of Seven Dials area. So I've always been working around here, and um, Seven Dials has always kind of asked me to have a base here. And uh, I just wanted something slightly more creative than just a shop front. And so I approached Guts for Garters. They had set up a number of exhibitions in Camden area, but wanted to relocate to central London. So the tie-up was great in that we both needed a base, we both wanted something creative, and it, but we both wanted to be in the heart of London. So how come you chose to work on this theme of sex and death? Well, I mean, we wanted to really cover sex and death in its total entirety, so we wanted to look at it as a very universal thing. And rather than just focusing in on a kind of eroticism, we wanted to look into sex and death in terms of a classical rebirth. It gives us room to really reinterpret it, manipulate it, and make it really beautiful. And at the end of the day, sex and death, really, it's life. So the way it worked... I brought in quite a few of the items and said to Rachel, you position them wherever you want. 
and she's created this, which is amazing. If this was my first show, it would not have looked like this at all. It, this is Guts for Garter's curation. And it was really about also showcasing what the two companies do. So they're great at curating. And then Fox and Squirrel, I suppose, is great at finding objects. It was very obvious that the two would work together. We just really needed to talk a lot and figure out all the different points where the two companies can actually converge. We also maintained our identities as two separate companies. So, for example, we don't necessarily have the same taste in things, but the two together are a great combination. And I think that's where the collaboration really comes out. And, and initially, we were just going to be two companies under one roof. And then it just kept on evolving until it made sense. Mm. I mean, just naturally, because it started off where we say, oh, well, we'll do a show, and then Penelope will do tours and talks within the show. And then Penelope's ideas were so fabulous. Well, actually, like, you can add so much. Like, let's fully, fully collaborate in this space. And it's been, like, thank goodness that we did. I think yeah. we, like, Rachel and I were also, because we are friends and because our companies are so young, there were points where we were getting a bit sensitive about things that may seem very basic, such as presentation, or how do we talk about the two companies. And I think with every collaboration, if it's going to be successful, you really need to voice yeah. your concerns from the get-go yeah. and, and not be ashamed of that and fight your grounds. Like mm. I know that when we came into this space, we both had an aim for our companies separately, mm. and we really needed to talk and compromise mm. because if we didn't we would have competed mm. do you think that was the biggest challenge with sex death we, i think i actually do you know i think it's and it's often the way i find with um curation as a whole is that actually the challenges are the things that end up being your biggest triumphs mm. and so for us it was challenging because you do have to be really careful and actually we, we were given really good advice which is write things down so we try every time we were saying okay right we need to sort this out who's doing what what's happening here and so we'd write it in emails so that it's actually written down and it's not just you know a spoken thing you've got it on paper mm. you can all agree on things and you can forget about it and, and it was really interesting to it, see how our tone differed just really needed to be as professional and as yeah. cold in a way and brutal to one another and as email, possible and email allows you to do that as mm. well it allows you to kind of take it's like because we're all so passionate about doing this and as soon as you're on the email you can actually take a bit of that passion out and you can lay things out but i think all of those challenges actually because we went through each one really thoroughly they've actually resulted in a really varied and rich show. Just listening to what you're saying then, if you were to advise someone else who was thinking about doing something similar as the show or even what you guys do independently, I mean, it's stating the obvious a bit, but do you think organisation or communication for you guys has been really important? I think communication. Communica organisation is not my forte. <laughs> but I think, I think communication is essential. Because communication can be the guidelines to your organising. Yeah, no, exactly. And also in both of our businesses, in this show and also separately before, I think because we work with so many different people, 
actually you try your best to be organized but you also sort of have to go with the flow of it because we're both working with very creative people and it's not always the cliche that they're hard to organize but you know there's a lot of in this show I think there's probably about 30 different collaborators and so as much as you you have to really try your best to be organized I think if you worry too much about things happening on time you just drive yourself mad I think we've learned a lot from one another to be able to take executive decisions and know that you'll all agree or if you don't you'll you'll discuss about them eventually but just I think that's what I come away with with startups and entrepreneurs being buzzwords now and no one tells you to learn to compromise in business and I think compromise can be a really good thing definitely and don't be overzealous and over ambitious because you will alienate people mm. and at this time you really need to be collaborating yeah. it's very hard when it's your baby though when it's something you've created and it's very much your you're the brand it, it's a big challenge mm. yeah, and if you compromise your collaborator will compromise too and you establish goodwill on both sides and at the end of the day, you both want to promote your own brand. Mm. And if you collaborate, you've got two people or two mm. companies promoting your brand. So there's no point in being antagonistic. There's no point mm. in being competitive. You're yeah. in it together. I couldn't agree more. And I think also for us, actually sort of befriending people who've been in this sort of industry for a long time has been really at the crux of any success that we've had. Really, really has been. And I think... You know, if if you put yourself out there and you say, this is what I love doing, this is what I really want to do, here it is. And then you, on top of that, you have a little bit of a humble sort of, and can you help with all of your experience? People really will pull out the stops um, Mm. and and help you. I've always had part-time jobs while I'm doing this. And I think it is definitely quite tricky to manage both things. But at the same time, if something gives you this much joy you just keep going you really do and it really does pay off i mean that is what i would say to people who are thinking about starting off okay obviously you need an account manager you need to figure these things out but if you truly believe in it don't listen to people who say oh that's a terrible idea people said that to us and you know we sell major works of art and we're loving it (laughs) you know and I'm pleased I didn't listen to those people because I wouldn't be doing this you know and I'm I'm in exactly the same position because when I started people would say oh tours what are you going to hold like a banner and make people follow Mm. you in a red flag and Mm. I was like no I'm rebranding tours and now I've got banks asking me to do stuff so Mm. and that's only in a year in operation so good ideas come and go all the time it's the execution of them that you really need Mm. to focus on and and if you love it you will execute Mm. them well You've been listening to Passion Pod number 15, Sex and Death with Fox and Squirrel and Guts for Garden.